and knowledge to those who have understanding. Amen. He reveals deep, yeah, deep hidden things. Come on, he knows what's in the darkness, yeah, and light dwells with him. I can't believe it. Listen, <laughs> listen. Oh my gosh, man! My son, yeah, my son. He came home last week and he said, Mom, I'm playing like, no, this week. He said, Mom, I'm playing like two and three positions. He played basketball. Mm. He said, I'm a little confused though. And by the way, he made junior varsity. He's only a freshman. So bear with me here. He said, "Um, I'm a little confused on what to do. It's just so much. He said, I'm a I'm a shooting guard, which is number two, if you know basketball. Yeah. He said, but also I play number one position, which is a point guard. Yeah. Okay, but he also can play small forward. Yeah. But the two main ones is shooting guard and pointing guard. Right. He said, but the main position is a shooting guard. And he said, a shooting guard do a lot of work. I didn't know shooting guards was more work. <laughs> he said, that's a lot of work. Yeah. A point guard is known as number one, but typically... That's the person that has the best ball handles. Okay, yeah. bear with me. Yeah. He said they usually are very fast. They're good at driving in and yeah. short range. Uh-huh. He said they often lead their teams in assists and are able to create shots for themselves and the yeah. teammates. Yeah. But the shooting guard, the number two, yeah. he said a shooting guard main objective is to score points for right. their team right. and steal the ball. Okay, because they have to be able to steal that ball. And so when you have to be able to steal from the opponent, when uh, the opponent is not on point. Uh Okay, so the Lord been telling me for a minute now, Mm. there's a change of guard. And so as my son was talking, he said, Mom, I got to be able to do all positions. He's training me for all the positions, (laughs) not just one. I said, son, uh, listen, you're yeah. a Costello. Let me tell you something. You can do all of them. You're going to be a shooting guard, small forward, point guard. Yeah. They put you there. You got this. Yeah. Because you know what? You was built for this. You was already trained for this. When you first yeah. started playing basketball, you was doing all positions. And yeah. you was wondering why you was doing all positions. Right. Now, you're in high school, which is another level from middle school. Right. They're right. putting you in all positions because they see your potential and they know you got this. Amen. So, son, Amen. you're going to be able to do all positions yeah. and be ready at any time. Yeah. If you're a shooting guard one minute, they may yeah. bring you in for a second quarter to be a point guard point. and you still yeah. cannot lose focus. Right, right. And Ooh, so as God on, began on, to tell on. me about changing up the guard, yeah, he's saying in this hour, yeah. he want his people, yeah. his church, okay? Yeah. You need to be able to shift when God is saying shift. When yeah. presidency changed, there yeah. was a changing of the guard in the spirit yeah. and some people was My dumb. Lord. My God. They did not see in the spirit realm, even though there's a shift in the natural, it's still a shift in the spirit. So he's calling for that shift for God's people to be on guard. You first probably was a shooting guard, but he said, no, I'm changing it to a point guard. Why am I changing it to a point guard? Because you have to be able to handle the ball. My Lord. You have to be able to shift. <laughs> you have to be able to make sure the enemy just don't take your ball from you. My don't Lord. take your joy. Don't take your business. Don't check. Let yeah. me tell you something. When yeah. anytime there's changing of the guard in 
hierarchy, yeah. there becomes on, a whole on. big celebration. Jeez. Okay? Because yeah. now we're That's about good. to change guards. The Lord began to tell me yeah. figuratively, what does the changing of the guard mm. mean? Any situation <laughs> when an individual or a group charged with a task or responsibility right. in an organization right. is replaced by another individual, there's mm. a ceremony yeah. during which the soldiers, yeah. other officials, and yeah. guarding yeah. a major government building or state of residency, uh -huh. especially in England, in Buckingham Place, when yeah. they changed the guard, they replaced the new shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God is saying there's a new shift that just My happened. Lord. So in the natural, there was a different presidency, but do you think that we can let our guards down because yeah. there's a new president? Mm. Because we got, you know, we got, uh, I'm going to just yeah. call it but God is saying to you, I have greater for you. Are you going to believe the word of man or are you going to stand? God is going to uncover and expose us as leaders and pastors. So the church has to be on board. Yes. I'm out for playing church, people. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining the Spoken Truth tonight. Listen, if you don't know anything about the show, I am the host, your girl, Brandy. This is a talk show. It's a Christian talk show. So listen, we talk about everything that's going on in the world today and we speak truth. The Bible says, and you will know the truth and the truth just sets you free. So yeah, John 8, 32. So listen, we're going to talk about something today and it's probably going to ruffle some feathers, you know, and I don't care because we're here to talk about the truth. And this person that I have coming on, guys, her name is Shalice Johnson. She's from my town, St. Louis, okay? And she's so humble, so powerful, and she loved the Lord. The first time us meeting, and I was like, man, this girl is real. I love her spirit. I love her heart. But tonight, she's coming on to speak something that she knows so well. Okay, and speak something that we're facing daily. And I wanted her to come on to kind of talk about a topic that I don't really know too well about, but I love speaking to her because she's so educated on it, but she went through it. And so everybody have a testimony, okay? And so you gotta go through the test without, you have to go through the test, then you won't have a testimony. You know what I'm saying? So she went through it. And the topic on today is controversial. So I know people gonna, we're gonna have spectators. We're gonna have people that really wanna hear the word of God. And then we're gonna have people that's like, okay, let me get educated, see what this girl is talking about. And so the topic on today is called straight out of homosexuality. Yep, that's it. Okay, and so she brings, um, let me tell you something. Y'all get ready, hold on to your seats, go ahead and share. Come on, share with all your friends, okay? Because this is gonna be so off the chain. She brings Jesus wherever she go. She's passionate about seeing people set free and delivered and know the word of God. And let me tell you something, she has so many titles. I'm gonna let her tell you, but she's a poet and she also going to be a best-selling author, okay? You hear me, a best-selling author she will be. However, she does production. She's a photographer. She does poems. She have many businesses. She also have a t-shirt brand. She have one on today talking about come through Jesus. I'm gonna have to buy it. So go ahead. We're gonna make sure her link is in the description after the show so you can go buy it. So I'm not gonna delay the hour. I'm gonna go ahead and let her in. Yes, real talk on today. Somebody said real talk. It's gonna be real talk on today. So let me not delay the hour. I'm gonna let none other Shalice 
Johnson in the building. Okay, come on through, sis. There she is. Hi, hey. Shalice. Hello, hello. Thank you, sis, for uh I'm hey, I'm excited to be here. Come on now. Listen, I'm so excited that you're here because this is a topic that many <laughs> don't want to talk about in and out the yeah. church. And I said, man, how you come, you come real with a different perspective. I actually learned from you as we had like a two hour conversation <laughs> about this topic and it made me feel so so compassionate, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the same time, it just rolls something in my belly. I'm like, this girl off the chain, you know? And so we're going to talk about it. But first, before we do that, tell the people a little bit, our friends of the show, tell them a little bit about you. Well, amen. All glory to God. Uh, blessed to be here. Blessed to be here another day, another minute, another second that God allows. Uh, she, you know what? You touched on it uh, right, right in, right in before. <laughs> but I do, you know what? I do a little bit of everything. I'm a, a serial entrepreneur. Uh, I'm a Christian creative. Um, any gift that God has given, I'm excited to, first of all, use it to bring him glory, to advance his kingdom, his agenda and his word and point people back to Christ, whether it's through poetry, whether that's through hip hop, whether that's through apparel, you know, like you said, come through Jesus, come through! Um, <laughs> you know, um, and like she said, freshhopeapparel.com, you know, plug, plug, plug. But I'm just excited to, <laughs> to be, I, I, it was a quiet. I always say, I just want to do what God created me to do. Yes. It's not about me. It's about God. It's about the things that I have to, you know, we all have to face in that one day and give an account on what we did or did not do with the talents and gifts that he's given us. Um, also manage artists in St. Louis, Christian artists. So I just, whatever God wants me to do, that's what I do. He says, Shalisa, I say, yes, Lord, here I am. So. <laughs> Didn't I tell y'all, the girl is. got a lot going on. So you're not, the Lord ain't going to be able to say, listen, you dug that little talent up under there. Why you was hiding talents, <laughs> waiting on me? You should have been using it, okay? And listen. so nobody would able to say to be able to say that, nor the Lord, that you're wasting talent, burying talent, girl, you doing it all. And that's what mm -hmm. I love about you. That's what I love about you. So we're going to mm -hmm. dive in, okay? You're from St. Louis, so I love it. We're from the loose, son. By so. way of Chicago. Yeah, by, she by had to add in I Chicago, though, y'all. <laughs> Did she have to add in Chicago? But you know what? I have family in Chicago. <laughs> Chicago in the building. What up, Chicago? Hey, I say Shastale. I just put it together. That, amen. We just Shastale. That's what we. That's what we do. <laughs> I love that though, sis. Shastale. Okay. All right. I used to go in the summer, so I'm very familiar with uh, Shatown. So let's amen. just dive right in. Um, I think that this topic is going to bring healing and deliverance mm -hmm. and education with so many people because we've been uneducated as well. So I want to mm -hmm. talk about it. And I know that you're open to talk about it. So let's just dive in. Absolutely. Um, All right. So you have a story that really gripped me. So I know it's going to grip them. And I know for sure that, you know, God really is going to use you on tonight. And Amen. first and foremost, you grew up in the church. Yes. And you had, you know... I want to say you was dealing with some issues internally and, you know, you one day became curious. And however, I believe you stated in high school, this is where it all really came out. Um, what happened 
that made you want to try the alternative lifestyle of homosexuality? Yeah. Um, you know, I, like you said, I was raised in the church, um, baptized, saved at, at the age of seven and was raised in a very strict household. Um, my mom kept us, you know, involved in, in church and different things of that nature. Um, and I, I, I could tell that, you know, as a younger child, you know, I know that I, I noticed that I started to have a interest in the prettier girls in the classroom. And I think that really stemmed from um, just a lack of, of self-esteem, mm-hmm. right? Just a lack of confidence. And even though my mom would tell me all the time, you know, your mom and your grandma, Jesus love you so pretty, you know, and things like that. But when you spend 80% of your childhood in school, because that's where our, what kids do and you, you are bullied or you continuously hear mm-hmm. things that are negative, you know, you begin to take on those things that they're saying, you know, and things of that nature. So it was, um, it was just starting back when I was in elementary school and not really knowing, uh, what it was called. You know, like I said, I didn't know what it was called. I was what fourth grade, fifth grade. Mm. And then as I continued to, you know, grow up in the church and now I began to understand that this was called homosexuality and it was mm. wrong and it's a sin. So I really, I was afraid to speak to anybody about it because it was a sin, you know, in my, in my mother's house, you know, we didn't, we didn't have a talk about a thorough talk about sex. It's like, you know, sex is for marriage. You're, it's not happening up in here. You're not bringing no drugs up in here. There is no alternative lifestyle up in here. And that was it. You know, there was no um, talk about it. There was no discussion. And so I felt, I felt ashamed. And I remember being 16. I used to be so, I was so close to the Lord. And I said, you know, I wanted to be a youth pastor. I was going to go to Oral Roberts university and all these things. And, um, and I remember I was 16. And I remember asking God, I said, God, I think I'm gay. I don't want to be gay. Please take mm. it from me. And again, you know, you have to watch, even when people joke and say things of you from friends to family, mm. oh, your mama going to make you gay. Cause she was so strict. No boyfriend calls it. It was all these different things. And of course I also had an older brother. So I was running after him. Uh, I was a tomboy. So I was kind of, you know, it was, it was an identity crisis, right? An identity issue and not really, feeling comfortable with who I was. And then uh, in my senior year of high school, uh, the beginning of 2004, um, I met someone and my, my, my friends started to change. I started to hang out with more, you know, uh, gay, lesbian, bisexual people. And it was, it was crazy. You know, the things I already didn't feel pretty as a girl, I already didn't feel feminine enough. And I already really wasn't, you know, um, getting the uh, the I guess attention or what have you from boys, um, in a in a positive way, yeah. um, or what have you. So now everything, the, every insecurity that I had, the gay community kind of coddled and gave me a, yeah. a a place to find a counterfeit affection and love and belonging. My God, now that's deep. <laughs> yeah, that's real deep. I know. For a fact, those out there can identify with what you said. I know probably two people for sure that can identify what you said because they told me this exact same thing. So that's deep. Now, let me ask you this. Were you happy being a lesbian? (laughs) Was you happy being a lesbian, a homosexual? Uh, happiness is subjective, right? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's subjective to your beliefs or what have you. And, um, 
it's circumstantial too. You know, if I, if you were to ask me while I was in the lifestyle, was I happy? I probably would have said yes at times, but again, I had a false sense of happiness, but what I did not have was the joy of the Lord, right? There was never peace in my spirit. There was never a, okay, this is just, you know, what it's going to be, you know? And of course, cause I'm, for me, it's different. I made a conscious decision to go against God's it's no difference than being married and knowing that you shouldn't cheat on your husband or wife, but you still step out and consciously choose to sin versus never hearing that you shouldn't or not knowing that, Oh, that's a sin. I never knew that my family didn't grow up in church. I never knew. I knew. Um, but again, you know, I felt belonging and I put air quotations up. I found what I thought was a belonging, um, acceptance, love and affection and things of that nature from this community, which is, uh, which is an area where an area of opportunity when it comes to church, because here's the thing, you know, when it comes to, oh, you could, in a gay community, you can identify or you want to be a man or a woman or you want to be non-binary or nothing and gay, straight, whatever, you know, they're like, okay, come home. We're just, we welcome you. You know, we accept you. Just whatever you want to do, whatever you want to identify as, come on, be a part of our community. Uh, whereas, you know, and we'll probably get into this a little bit later, but the flip side of when I didn't want to be in it no more and I was trying to seek help from people, you know, in the church, it was more of a, a shunning and a pushing away, you know, where I know today, if I was to be like, you know what, I'm just going to be gay and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And even though I talked, you know, I, I advocated against the gay community or this, that, and the other, they would still Except say, well, you know what, you're home, come on back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Have a wow. seat, you know? So, so yeah, I, wow. I, it was a false sense of happiness. Wow. So did you find it hard to tell your family? Because listen, you was from a church background. So was that hard <laughs> to tell your family, your mom? It, it, my extended family, no. My mom, yes. Um, she, she found out, actually, it's a quick story. I was at my freshman year of college. I was at SIUE. And... And my mom had came up. I know, right? My mom had came up and she was just trying to do something nice, you know, leave, a, I think, some money in the glove compartment and the muffin on the seat or something and just surprise me, right? We love our mamas. They do some sweet stuff for us. And, but she ended up finding some pamphlets and I got a phone call. It was like, you know, she's like, get down here right now. And I'm like, what happened? I'm like, did I do something in class? I thought I'm 18. The professors don't call our parents no more. Like I couldn't put two and two together. Like, you know, when you hear your mama voice and she not playing. So, you know, I didn't know what was going on. And I came down to the car and she had found these pamphlets, I think from like um, the gay straight Alliance and, and glad and just, you know, safe sex, being a lesbian, all these different things from all these different events that I had been going to. And she said, what is this? And that's how she found out, you know, and it was, I cried and she cried and it was like, you know, mom, I tried to tell you and, but I was afraid, you know, I was afraid to approach her. I was afraid to have that conversation with her knowing what, you know, what is and isn't accepted um, and things of that nature. So that, that was a very um, hard time. Um, I, I sat down with my brother and told him he didn't say much, you know, he didn't agree, but he just didn't say nothing much. He's that type of guy who don't really say much. He's a very private guy. And as far as for my extended family, you know, most of them probably already, you know, sometimes you have people in your family that you watch and you kind of can 
see the mannerisms and stuff yeah. and it's like they don't they don't say anything to you now i don't know what's talked about you know behind doors or what have you but they kind of come to their own conclusion and there was a few cousins i sat down with and said hey this is you know i'm gay and came out to them and they were just like you know well you're still my cousin i still love you you know and and they, they didn't agree with it mm-hmm. but they didn't uh shun me and cast me off either you know and my mm-hmm. closest cousin she wanted to understand she was like you know well why do you like girls you know why why do you feel that way she's a very inquisitive person um and then my dad my dad really wasn't in my life he found out a few years later and by a picture that my cousin showed him because I was looking like a stud you know I was trying to I literally was out here low cut looking like a complete man and if and you don't mind my... i'm gonna show a picture that you actually showed on instagram Perfect. um so yeah. they can actually see a visual like this was real yeah that was yeah you. yeah yeah <laughs> and you actually um, said something on that instagram can you share your thoughts when you posted this freedom mm. you know um before and after you know um lost and found <laughs> wow. um you know these it's it's a it looks like a completely different person a different person um, like i saw it and i yeah. would never i wouldn't have said that that was you like no yeah wow when i look back when i look back i'm taken aback and i just it's it's all glory to god for that he can you know uh, uh deliver you that he can mm-hmm. you know there is a transfiguration that happens mm-hmm. you know when when you read when you come to christ or you rededicate your life to christ in my situation and he is able to move from the inside out um and and, and this is what happens but this was the picture when well, this is not the picture but it was a similar picture that my dad saw and apparently he cried and you know, he didn't know what to say, uh, but we really weren't talking. So he was just like, I don't care who you went, man or woman, they that neither one of them better play you or I'm going to come after whoever. Um, and that, <laughs> was, on, that, that was his take on it. You know, he from mm-hmm. Chicago, grew up in Inglewood. So okay. uh, he wasn't playing, but, but yeah, my mom took it the hardest. Yeah. So. so do you think that, did your mom look at you differently at that time? Did she... Did she come around? You know, my mom, she didn't, I don't feel she looked at me differently. Again, I, I feel like it was more so hurt and trying to understand what's going on. You know, she was still trying to buy me girly clothes and <laughs> all this stuff. And I said, mom, I'm not going to wear this stuff. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you know, she tried to buy stuff that, you know, I would wear. Cause if not, it was, you know, she really was, it, I wasn't going to wear it. So it was wasting mm-hmm. money, you know? So essentially, you know, she came around with buying clothes and stuff that she knew I would like, but she never accepted the alternative lifestyle. Like we barely, I, we haven't even had four, over four conversations about it. Um, because it's just that, you know, it was just that sensitive of a subject. We haven't, in all the years that this has happened and taking place, we don't, we haven't talked much about it. So, Mm. so there are many people that say um, they feel like they were born gay. You know, many people say that. And I have heard this so many times. And I'm, I'm going to tell you a quick story. I was homophobic, okay, for a very long time. And the reason why I was homophobic, because I was touched by a female, okay, when I was younger. And so when that happened to me, 
I literally was fighting these demons. All of my, I, I mean, I dressed like a boy. I didn't want people to look at me sexually. So I struggled, okay? Um, I knew that I never liked a girl, you know, but however, mm -hmm. I struggled because I was touched, you know? Um, so I was homophobic. And so I say this to say the first person that really gripped my heart, he was a male. Um, he actually worked at a salon uh, with my aunt. And at first I would act so mean to him when I came into the salon. And mm -hmm. then as I don't know, like God just turned that heart of stone, a heart of flesh, right? Because I was hardened. I, I already was dealing with some stuff, you know, being molested, you know, twice and then, you know, raped. And so all these things was going on inside of me, right? And so I remember when I went to the shop and the Lord told me like, that's a soul, okay? That is a soul. And probably about the fourth time I went to uh, get my hair done at the shop, I finally started talking to him. And make the long story short, I began to minister to him in a way where I wasn't trying to hit him over the head with the Bible, I became his mm -hmm. friend. So I gained his trust. And mm -hmm. we had this conversation and he said to me, I feel like I was born gay. I'm a twin. He said, my sister was, had the male genes and I had the female genes. I said, well, is your sister gay? And he told me, he said, no, she have kids. You know, she's not gay. And I said, <laughs> well, ma what makes you think? You was born gay. And so the story, I mean, it blossomed. It blossomed into a friendship. He ended up passing away. Mm. But however, um, he told me that, and I began to witness the gospel of Jesus Christ from Genesis to Revelation, the beginning to the end. And he ended up going to church. He told me, I went to church, you know? So make the mm. long story short, I that homophobia left me because that's a mm. soul. And so I want to ask you this because I know that you will have a lot to say about this. <laughs> um, once again, people say that they were born gay. What do you say about that? Right now, I don't, I don't believe that people are born gay. I believe that there may be certain influences uh, and or generational strongholds that the enemy uses as an access point to stir up confusion and a false narrative and a false identity, but just plainly born gay. I don't agree. And now there have been times I've, I've had conversations and went into prayer, you know, with God. Cause it's like, well, can you be born gay? We are born into a world of sin, you know, and a lot, sometimes with kids, you can see certain things in children. That's like, whether it's anger, whether it's a boy that has feminine, mannerisms or whether it's a little girl that got masculine mannerisms and it's like but where are they you know where are they picking this up from um but again you know from it could be environmental it can be from you know where how they're who they're around and just own social constructs and things of that nature um and even there was even uh, so a lot of times some people go through, you know, just like your, your, your story where mm -hmm. maybe they were, you know, assaulted or molested in that, that, you know, played a role in, in, in how, you know, things happen where mine, I'm on the other end where I never was in a situation, well, not as a child, at least mm -hmm. in a situation, um, in, in that situation. So I, I don't believe that 
people are born gay. I was reading a recent study that says that there is no evidence of a gay gene. Now, mm. this study was out of 2019. And so, you know, they went on to say further down the study that there may be certain hormones mm. that may play a role. And so when it leaves, so it's like, it's like this, <laughs> they don't know. But of course, when it comes to science and you don't have an actual fact that opening people will take it and to run whatever agenda they want to run and want what they yes. want to push, you yes. know? So it's like, you know, even scientifically speaking, and again, this is, you can bring different genetic, you know, people to have this conversation and we may all come up with a different viewpoint on it. And needless to say, whether you want to argue with it or you do or don't believe it, one thing that I do know is that in Christ, you could be born again. So I do not believe that you are born gay. I do not believe that, you know, that that's just what that is. Mm -hmm. I believe that there is things in your environment, the people around you, even like I said, seeds of discouragement or self-doubt, low confidence, you know, because you're not the most feminine girl. You're not the most masculine man, according to society. And so they try to box you into different type of sexual oh. identities. But again, whether you think you born this way or not, you can be born again in Christ and be free. So my that's, God. that's my take on that. Mm. Yeah. And I, and I look at the scripture, um, in Psalms 51 and five, behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin did Come my on. mother conceive me. That doesn't mean yeah. that you was born to be that way. It says you was yeah. brought forth in iniquity. Yeah. So through Adam, um, and Eve, the sin of mankind were born into sin and iniquity. Into sin. You mm -hmm. have a choice with what sin that you mm -hmm. tend to want to bow down to, mm -hmm. which you're bowing down to mm -hmm. Satan. That's all his, that's what he want us to do. So it's just like exactly. saying I was born a murderer. I had a murderer gene. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was born a, a liar. I supposed to lie. I was born to be a liar. You know what I mean? Because all those sins are just the same. You know what I mean? They're yeah. just different, yeah. but it's still sin, you know? And so I love the way you put that. Even scientists, um, you know, bring it back to the end. There's not a gay gene, you know, and like you said, it comes from whether your environment or, you know, a seed was planted, you know, uh, some people have been molested, like you wasn't, but you was battling something internally. So all it took for yeah. someone to just like me, all it took for that man to say, girl, you fine. And you ever girl, you smart girl. What's up? You know, they, he wooed yeah. me, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's how yeah. I committed my sin you know what i'm saying so yeah. um influence is one thing i mean my goodness mm -hmm. that's something that many of us a lot of oftentimes that we done some things that we didn't supposed to do it was influence majority of the time yeah. then some of us just have our own mind and we want to do it because we just want to do it <laughs> <laughs> you know and so okay. that's good that's good <laughs> shillies so let me ask you this you um told me a story on how you did not have confidence when you were younger, you know, you didn't feel mm -hmm. pretty. Um, did you feel that uh, being a lesbian was was a choice through your insecurities and your confidence and what happened to promote that? Yeah, um, just circling back around to what we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. I had a I had low self-esteem. I did not feel pretty as a girl. I even in people, a lot of people don't know. Like I had gender identity issues as well. I looked into transitioning. Mm -hmm. I looked into gender reassignment surgery. All these things because I didn't feel like I was what 
the level of the standard, I guess, of mm. beauty was, yeah. you know, so those insecurities, you know, and it was like, okay, when, like I said, when I was younger, it was like, oh, well, I, you know, look at the prettier girls in the classroom. And it was like, man, I wish I could be beautiful like her, you know, type thing. And then to get older and it's like, oh, you could, I could be with them, you know, it was like a different play on what you had, like you said, had access to now. And so again, it was a, it was a choice that fed that did come from, I believe my insecurities and the things that the enemy was able to, um, to play on, you know, and now I have, now I was able to find affection. Now I was able to find love. Now I was able to find a community that I belong to. And I didn't have to be forced mm. to wear a dress. I didn't have to be forced to on. put on makeup. You know, I could, I could, I used to grow my little chin hairs out, have little sad burns. Wow. I mean, I was trying to be everything God never created me to be. Wow. And, but the gay community, Hey, hey, do you, you know, hey, that's cool. Hey, what it is, what it, I remember when I came out to my friends and they was like, okay, well, what are you, a stud or a film? And I said, I didn't know it was categories. You know, I, I just know that I have this particular attraction and this is what it is. Um, but it was that, that, that low self-esteem, that lack of confidence. Also, you know, it's very many variables to it. You know, that taboo, you know, you're not supposed to do it and the thrill of doing it and all these different things and actually feeling like someone loves me, mm. actually feeling like I am worth, you know, worth of someone loving romantically and things of that nature. Because even while I was in that lifestyle, men still approached me, but men approached me on some fetish type, weird type sexual stuff. It was never appropriate. So now I'm looking at them approaching me like, okay, so this is what y'all do. I don't want them to do with y'all wow. because the only thing that I, that you guys are approaching me with is for sex and weird fetishes with, with stud women. And then, like I said, my dad wasn't in my life, you know, so I really, when it came to men, I didn't really have the best outlook on them. My, you, my brother, what's up, dude? We cool. What's up, bruh? That's it. You know, I didn't want to have nothing because it's just like, obviously, they don't see enough value in me to want to approach me correctly. All they see me is for some type of pleasure. And I don't I don't want that with them. Mm -hmm. You know, so I found a false sense of connection in mm -hmm. uh, lesbianism. And again, at the end of the day, you know, it was a choice. You it was a choice something. to step into that. You mm -hmm. said something deep. Um when you said men, you just didn't want nothing to do with them because you was already dealing, you didn't say this verbatim, but you was already dealing with father wounds, right? Yeah. And so yeah. I must say, you know, me dealing with father wounds, I just wanted to, to make them feel my pain. So I did use men as well, you know, um, on the flip side, I used them, then pushed them away, you know, cause I wanted someone mm -hmm. to feel the pain I was feeling. But then when I met that match, that person that, that literally affirmed me, because fathers affirm, mothers nurture. And so when, yeah. I, when a man affirmed me and told me all those things that I've been wanting to hear just from my father, um, I, you know, I gave in. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so um, you said something pretty deep because that has a lot to do with a lot of things, especially as a woman not having that affirmation we tend to want it so bad and that person that give it however they give it we turn to them and we give them our heart and so that yeah. was deep um when did you decide that homosexuality was not it and god was drawing you closer 
you know, God clearly told me um, that if I continued in this lifestyle, the lifestyle of homosexuality, chasing after women, trying to be uh, a, a, a man and all these things, that it would be the death of me, that it would be the death of me. And I also got tired, you know, one day just looking in the mirror, like got tired of looking like a man, got tired of pretending to be one, got tired of being depressed and suicidal. I got tired of it because it was, you know, I was in some really deep, dark places because I'm like, God, I don't want to, knowing that it's a sin, I'm like, Lord, I don't want to keep sinning purposely and making it a way of life. I don't, I know we are sinners, you know, but we should be trying to be, you know, doing better. Right. And, and, and things of that nature, I don't want to keep um, hurting God's heart, you know, but at the same time I was just, and I would just talk to God and just pray. Cause I'm like, Lord, I never forced myself to be attracted to women. I never forced myself in, in fourth and fifth grade to have this attraction to the same sex. And, and in that moment, it was like, I felt like I couldn't control it. You know, I felt like it was natural and I put it in air quotes because obviously it's unnatural. You know, it's, it's not a natural thing when it comes to same sex and things of that nature. But to me, it was like, God, I don't want to displease you, but I also don't know how to deal with this feeling. So I'd rather not be here. You know, but then a part of me is like, I don't want to do that because I don't want to go to hell. So I was just living in this deep, dark bubble. And it was clearly, you know, I got to a point in 2012, I was still in the lifestyle and um, I reached out to a Christian counselor um, and I went down to and I went to see her and I said, I don't want to be gay anymore. That's what I'm here. <laughs> and she said it took her by surprise because she said I was the first person that she had, you know, that had come to her that did not that needed counseling because they did not want to be gay. Most of everybody else was trying to have counseling to just accept that you are gay. You know, and of course she was like, Well, do you mind? Of course, they have, you know, they have their things legally. You know, do you mind if I pray with you? Do you mind if I read? I said, yeah. Yes, please pray with me. Please yeah. give me all the scripture. Please, please do it. Because I don't, I don't want it anymore. And um, it was that was that stepping point really in 2012 that started that that transition out of the lifestyle. I had tried it many times before and just kept going back to it, kept falling, kept backsliding. But this time I said, I I can't keep living like this or else I, I'm going to really either hurt myself or just give up on life. Wow. Wow. So how hard was it to come out of that lifestyle and to walk in freedom now heterosexual? Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure that that was hard. It was a process. <laughs> I thank God for the process. It was a process. Um, you know what? It it got easier when my when God checked my perspective to understand that I'm not doing this out of my own strength, but giving it over to him and fully landing at his feet. And that that also can be hard when um, you know, it's like, how can I do this? How can I not be attracted to how can I it's not but it's it's I can't save myself <laughs> I can't save myself my own strength you know trying to do it according to my ways my thoughts my strength mm -hmm. his ways are higher than our ways his thoughts are higher than our thoughts lean not onto your own understanding. understanding come on you know so when you when it's like God 
I give it. I literally had to lay it at his feet. And it was, it got easier along the path. But at first, you know, I dealt with a lot of intrusive thoughts. So I, I think um, the last time I was actively involved with a woman, like, you know, actually involved with a woman was like 2013 or 2014 or what have you. And so, you know, what what really plagued my mind, I just continued to pray and just go to God. And of course, you know, getting his, you know, drown myself in his word and studying and um, and in prayer and fasting and worship and just surrounding myself with people in church and things of that nature. But the intrusive thoughts, and I had to just continue to ask God to continue all day, every day, renew my mind to pull down those thoughts that, you know, that would, you know, try to exalt themselves against God because um, the intrusive thoughts were hard because it's like, mm. I'm, I'm at schnooks, I'm picking up a watermelon. And now I got this memory that pops in my mind, yeah. you know, or now I got this, this um, vision that, you know, this just comes to my mind of a past interaction with a woman. Mm. And it's like, God help me to not sit there and not dwell in it, not, mm. not miss it because yeah. either it was intrusive thoughts or either I was, when I felt lonely and I felt like I didn't have like, I'll, and I would be like, God, I know you're here. <laughs> it's just like, Come I on. wish I had someone who could just, you know, and I'm not talking about sex. Just someone like could, that would ask me, how was your day? And truly mean it. Just someone that I can have a companionship with and things of that nature. And because the only thing I knew at that time in that intimate way was women, sometimes my mind or my feeling, my thought process, process would just go back to wanting to have a woman and things of that nature. But again, it was a process that God got me through and seeking him and his word mm -hmm. and praise and worship and fasting. And truly, you know, key word, I said an intimate relationship, yeah. intimate relationship with Jesus, going deeper in Christ and letting him be the one that fills those voids, not women or men or people, places or things mm -hmm. that are all inadequate. But Jesus is the one that can truly fill that void. So it was a process and it wasn't always easy at first. You know, it would, the enemy would sometimes make me think like, man, being gay now would be a lot, whole lot easier. You can get married. You could put your wife on your, uh, <laughs> your on. health insurance. Uh, you can, you can just live the people. And if someone say something to you against it, well, then they canceled and they homophobic. And so, <laughs> you know, Come it's, on. it's a lot easier. Sin is easy. It's a lot easier to just want to live and frolic in sin and have that false identity than to want to do it God's mm. way, which is the right way. So it was a process. Wow. But Listen, and one thing, let me say preaching. this too. Yeah. God, God really had to show me what it was, you know, when I was coming back to the, to the church and trying to develop, you know, um, friendships and sisterhoods with women and they would find out that, Oh, you know, I'd struggled with homosexuality or same sex attraction. I could feel sometimes that they would kind of distance themselves and that would hurt yeah. me. Cause it was like, yo, I'm just trying to, I, I just want to be, you know, I, I'm not a leper. <laughs> It was like they didn't want to, you know, touch you with a 10 foot pole, mm -hmm. but it's like I'm just trying to understand, you know, having a healthy, you know, um, a, a relationship and friendship with a woman. And so, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it seemed like they were hesitant to be around me or to hang with me or what have you. Mm -hmm. But God really had to show me what it was to have an appropriate, you know, attachment and female friendship and sisterhood. Um, and those are people like, you know, Ann Billingsley, people like elderly Andrew Green, you know, all these pe these, these amazing women of God who yeah. didn't show me, but they came in and actually in love yeah. Yeah. and encouraged and fellowship with me. So it was a process. You know, it's funny because you said that they treated you like a leper and one mm. scripture that I just love. Okay. Um, in first Corinthians six, 
9 and 11. Um, <laughs> yes. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be Come deceived. On. But here's the deal. He called out many sins. Okay. Let me, let, let's just say yes. that. He said the sexual immoral, the idolaters, the adulterers, the murderers, uh, yes. the murderers uh, men who <laughs> practice homosexuality, thieves, greedy, mm. drunkards, revilers, swindlers, um, mm. uh, all of that. He named all of it. He said they would not, you know, inherit the kingdom of God. He said, and such were some of you. But you were Come washed, on. you were sanctified, Come you on. were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of God. So Come on. all of us got some of this mess and other all messes. Of us. <laughs> okay. So how I'm gonna look at you with your struggle, but I'm probably sitting up here struggling with adultery, lying, idolatry. Come on. You know, I, I may be a little swindler, I may be all a drunk. Come on. You know, I might be operating in greed, I might be a thief. Okay, like the thief on the cross. But what did he say? You will see Come me on. in heaven. You will see me in paradise. And so that's why it says, and such were some of you. And I think that's where we got it backwards as saints and as Christians that we would we're accept the fornicator. Right. We was dead in our trespasses. Mm -hmm. We accept the fornicator. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We accept the whoremonger that get up and preach a sermon on every Sunday. But we want to accept the ones that are operating in a different type of sin. That's not the sin that we want to condone, but we condone it all. Mm -hmm. The other one, we shouldn't condone none of them. Or, 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 uh, first of all, homosexuality is nothing new, right? It's not this new thing that's never happened. Uh, gender identity issues is nothing new. That's why the Bible says a man shouldn't wear a woman's clothing and a woman shouldn't wear a man's clothing. Man's That's why the Bible speaks so homosexuality in the Old Testament and New Testament because people want to say, well, that was the Old Testament. Oh, oh. Old covenant, new covenant. And he, he circles back around and so said, just in case y'all forgot, let me, let me remind you real quick. You know, so, but the thing about it is either when it comes to from what I've experienced and what I've seen, what I've observed um, in the body of Christ you know, either homosexuality is 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 this the it's just the most horrible thing of anything, or people see it, they avoid it because it suits whatever they need this person that they're doing or whatever they're doing in that role. You know what I'm saying? So homosexuality, these issues are not new. It is not this the heck, it's a new thing that the kids are no. This is something that's been going on for two, three, four, five thousand years ago. Come on. Or else it wouldn't be both in the old and new Testament, Come but on. it seems as though, again, people will either turn a blind eye to it hmm. and just, there's a lot of conversation behind the back versus trying to help the person hmm. or they just act like you're just, you're, you, you can't be saying you just, yeah. you just doomed to hell. Yeah. There's no hope for you. Wow. So do you believe us as a church? We're not handling it very well. Or do you believe, or it can be both, that like you just said, it's people that just don't deal with it and don't avoid it. What are we doing wrong as a church? And what can we do right? You know, it's going back to the to the example of, you know, the, the one thing about the gay community is that, again, I, I, I'm, I'm born a woman, but I want to be a man. Oh, that's fine. Come on. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I like. I like trees. That's fine. Come on. I, I, whatever the, this, this, this 
whatever the sexuality, whatever the identity, whether it's man, woman, not neither of them. I don't know. I'm not neither. I'm just them mm-hmm. and they. They just will say, Except "Come you. on, mm-hmm. you're you're home," and it's not often like that in the church where I remember trying to go get help, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, "Y'all, I, I'm I'm just I need help. I need help." I just want someone to talk to. I understand it's a sin. I understand it's perverted. I understand it's an abomination. But can someone just sit down and talk with me? And I think Mm. what the issue is, is that a lot of times people don't know what to say. They don't know how to say it. And it's just crazy. You know, like, again, you said people can be, you know, oh, I struggle with fornication. Oh, baby, come on. We can help you. Oh, I got a drug addiction. Oh, baby, come on. We can help you. Oh, I struggle with, you know, same sex attraction. It's almost like, you know, it's, I don't know. It's almost like people will treat you like a, (laughs) like, exactly like a leper. And so while there has been great stride to try to better, because I don't, it's not just everybody, you know? It's, it's been great strides trying to help understand how to mm-hmm. approach people in love without yeah. affirming, in love without affirming the sin mm. um, versus just trying, versus just making, you know, people feel condemned or what have you. Mm. So I do think that there is a, there are opportunities for more transparency, whether it's, ma- uh, I was going to say masturbation, that too, whether it's masturbation, whether it's pornography, like it. whether it's homosexual, because what we hear, like people, we hear sermons about masturbation is sin is evil. Don't do it. Pornography is sin is evil. Don't do it. Homosexuality is sin is evil. Don't do it. Why? Don't you want to do it? And why, why are we having these struggles? What is the trigger? What are we able to identify? Boom. What is the enemy using mm. to dangle in our eyes to make us want to have our eyes, you know, on this perverted thing or on this lustful thing? Can we have more conversations mm. that's led in love? Come you know, and, and now you do have some people, you can say it the most, the, the, the most greatest of ways. Mm. Um, and they still may take offense to it because that's that's that they conviction will. kicking in, Come right? On. And Come things on. of that nature. However, there is opportunity for the church to to lead with love. Like you, one thing you said earlier about your the young man who worked at the bar, the the beauty salon with your aunt. Mm-hmm. You said you became his friend. Mm. You became his friend. You got to know him. You got to just to have a conversation with him and you never know if anybody would have sat down and just had that talk with him, Come how on. many people would either have how many? more people that would be helped or that would still be alive mm-hmm. because they had people that actually sat down to talk with them and to try to understand, you know, why do you feel like that? Yes. Why do you feel that way? And of course, bringing in the word of God, of course, you know, because here's the thing. I'm not going to lie to you and I'm not going to coddle you about, yeah, homosexuality is a sin. Yes, God made male and female. I'm going to be honest with you because I care about your soul. Mm. But there is a way of doing it to where people, you know, to the best of our ability, letting God lead, you know, letting him do what he do, letting, you know, his spirit, you know, go forth and and, and move in the hearts and minds of people mm. um, without doing it in a way that is condescending, that is belittling and making people feel like they that they're just... You know, Mm -hmm. how could God love me? How could God love a homosexual? How could God love, you know, have any type of, how is there any type of hope for me? Yes, there's hope for you. So there is a, there's a, there's a great opportunity for the church to grow more in that area um, Mm. with the gay community. Mm. Child, listen, y'all see what I'm saying? (laughs) Didn't I tell y'all a whole new perspective? And that's what I got just by being on the line with her. Um, now, 
my question to you is, do you still have struggles? <laughs> uh, so uh, struggles, I would say no, uh, especially in, in, in 2021. But does the enemy still try to tempt? Yeah. You know, it's you flee from temptation. Temptation mm -hmm. itself is not the sin. But when you step into, to, you know, you don't say, hey, temptation. Hey, girl, it's been a minute. Have a seat. <laughs> you know how you been and try to have a conversation. You say flee from me, temptation. You can have a seat in the pits of hell. Mm -hmm. Not by me. Not today. Because God has brought me too far. You know, so we're not we're not entertaining that. But do um, do I still will the devil still try to tempt me with uh, certain things and things of that nature he will not call him out on his game because not mm. to not today you know i watch what i watch i watch what i listen to Come on. i watch what i expose my spirit to there have been certain friendships that had to go some for a moment some had to go for a lifetime you know in order to mm. keep it's no difference i i used to back in the day i used to smoke cigarettes used to smoke weed and all these different things and even though i haven't smoked a cigarette in like since like 2012 my goodness um, there is like maybe once a year I'll get done eating and you know because obviously cigarettes and nicotine that's that that's that addiction that your body was so used to being fed off of whether it was a stressor hormone or whether it was you after you eating your body had become used to it so even though it's been four five seven eight years later randomly my body will yearn for a cigarette just randomly, but you better believe I'm not about to go buy no pack of cigarettes, no single <laughs> cigarette. I'm not about to, Come you on. know, darken my lungs. I it it took too much to kick the habit. I'm not. I dare not pick it back up from what mm. God has been able to to break me free from, and I'm no longer bound to. So, and even when. You know, when when the enemy would try to play up my mind or try to again, you know, an, an intrusive thought was try to come in. I'm pulling it down. Right. I'm, I'm speaking and praying scripture. I'm saying, you know, you, 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 I, or sometimes I just, I turn the page in my mind. Like I'm not going to sit there and entertain it. And even in this and the women or men, I'm single, I'm a single woman, but that doesn't give me the right to go sit here and fantasize or have lustful thoughts about men. Definitely not women. So I'm always just asking God to renew my mind. Father God created me a clean heart. Um, and when those things come, I'm pulling them down because I refuse to go back. I refuse to be bound again. We ain't going back to Egypt. We, we walking in the freedom of Christ and knowing that, you know, I have a choice whether to entertain that or to shut it down. I have a choice whether to continue to dwell on things or to shut it down. And I choose to shut it down because first my body, my mind is not my own. It's a temple of the Lord's first of all, where the Holy spirit dwells. And I'm here to, to everything word, thought and deed to glorify God. Secondly, the enemy, you, I cast you back to the pits of hell. You have no claim to my life, to my no bloodline, to any of that. Yes. Number three, I refuse to be bound again. Mm. I refuse to be bound. Mm. I refuse. It's a song by um, it's a William McDowell. He has a song. Um, Come on with William McDowell. I, I won't. I won't go. I won't go back to the way things used to be before your spirit came and changed me. You know, like I, I won't go back, Come on. and I won't go back to be bound at all. Sis, listen. Woo! So. <laughs> My God, um, you said something protecting what, you know, protecting yourself, protecting what you watch and see. Mm -hmm. I totally believe in that, protecting your ear gates, your eye gates. You have to protect, you have mm -hmm. to filter what have access to you. And um, I truly believe that with all my heart. And that's not just dealing y'all out there 
that's just not dealing in homosexuality. You can be an ex-liar. You know what I'm saying? Why would you watch certain shows that have a bunch of liars? If you used to be a crackhead, why would you go to a dope house? You have to protect yourself from what you have been delivered from. You know what I'm saying? Me, I have to protect myself from what I watch because next thing you know, I'm having lustful um, dreams. You know what I'm saying? So I watch what I'm telling you, even if it's anger, you know, stuff on shows that has a lot of murdering and stuff like that. I have to protect myself because I was an angry person. I wanted to just beat somebody head off. I would literally sit (laughs) in my head on how I'm going to beat this person down after school. You know, I would reenact it in my head. And so I have to protect what I watch or that spirit of anger or that murdering spirit would try to rise up. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, Mm -hmm. sexual perversion. You have to watch. You can't be watching, you know, those certain type of shows that's and it's, and it's everywhere everywhere it's everywhere oh my god you ain't got ain't no pay-per-view no more it's the regular on youtube you just turn on regular tv and youtube and facebook and instagram <laughs> and twitter i can't watch none of these these mid medieval netflix films from back then because it's 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 raunchy you know it's it's, yes. it's it's all these different things but you know, Galatians 5.13 says, for you were called to freedom, brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but, you know, through to love and serve one another. And I understand also that the only one mad is the devil, right? He big mad because he thought he had me. He thought he had me snared. You know what I'm saying? He thought I, because he knows that, you know, if you speak up, if, you know, you, you be, if you're not saved and you become saved or you rededicate your life to Christ, mm-hmm. of course, these things that I've gone through is not just for me, but it's for other people as well to let mm-hmm. you know that God does move, that he does deliver, that he is able to uh, push forth. And it is not once gay, always gay. Never, no, it's not that, you know, I just made friends with someone on TikTok of all places um, who is, who was a transgender man found jesus now she's transitioning back into who god created her to be the woman beautiful woman of god right but of course i also know the enemy is mad you know but is it it, paul says consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance and let perseverance finish its work so that you may be more mature and complete not lacking anything that means this access point this access point the enemy thought he had opened up in me when I was, what, four, five, six years old, God took care of it. That's closed up, bro. Try it again. And you're going to come back with four, five, seven of your demon friends. Okay, but I still, <laughs> y'all not stronger than the God that I serve. You're not on, stronger Shelley. than Jesus who is who has me covered. You're not stronger than that. I'm mm. fortified. I'm secured in Christ. Yes. So you can have some, several seats in the pits of hell right next come to on. temptation. Have 30 of them. <laughs> have a whole stadium. All Sit down. Them. Okay, have the whole entire Pepsi theater. She didn't say sit down. She said sit down. Sit down. That means you mean it. Sit down, devil. Back off. Like Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. Okay. Get thee behind me. Come on. So, guys, we're opening up our uh, virtual couch um, so you guys can call in. And so we'll take a couple of calls. Um, So anyone can call in. You can ask a question. Um, so, and the number is there on the screen. You guys can just see that number on the screen. So Shalice, um, yes, this was so powerful. So, um, and my cousin actually submitted a couple of questions cause it's actually her birthday today. And so hopefully Happy birthday, she cousin. In, right cousin, <laughs> um, she has, she actually received Christ and 
man. Um, she lived that alternative lifestyle and it's still a battle. So Amen. I definitely wanted her yeah. to call in. Call in, guys. 516-418-5757. And you get to actually so question. Go ahead and call in. What y'all waiting on? Um, you're being hey. cute and I get right with you. So go ahead and call in. And so she really, she had questions. So um, I'm going to save those um, just in case she call in and ask herself. Um, but okay. one of the questions that I want to ask you, um, what would you say to those that are struggling out there and want to be free, but feel like they can't, you know, they want to be free, but they feel like they can't, it's impossible for them to be free. That's what they feel. What would you say to them? One that Jesus loves you still, even with the struggles that you have, even with um, the current way that you're living, the lifestyle that you have. He loves you still. But Shalice, I've done this and I've done that. But he loves you still. But but I think about this. And he loves you still because he, he fully knows your heart and your intentions. What we do don't surprise him who knitted us together in our mother's womb, right? We surprise ourselves. Like, man, self, I didn't know I'd do that. But God is not surprised at all. And, you know, a lot of things, the thing about, I'm going to speak from my experience. You know, the, the, the lifestyle is heavy. heavy. It is weighing because you know it is something that, that you don't want. You know it's something that you don't want, that you don't need, and that if you could just get rid of it and let it go, let it be, mm-hmm. you would truly walk in that freedom. And, you know, the Bible says, you know, come to me. This is Jesus speaking. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So there is a way out. There is a way to just get to to lay at someone's feet, the feet of Jesus. Right. There is a way to be able to be free and walk in that freedom and and that process of of, because it is a process. But that way is Jesus, you know, but I I, what what don't you know, a lot of times, you know, because of what we tell ourselves or what other people have told us. We feel we have to be perfect to come to Christ. We feel that we have to have it together to come to Christ. No, like literally come as you are. And nowadays people probably feel it's a cliche saying because people have come as they are and they were shunned, you know, but that's not the thing. Call me, get my email. We can have a conversation. We can pray. We can talk. We can sit down and just, you know, what's going on. Just like I did with this person that I met on TikTok and we had a phenomenal conversation. I want you to know that, that Christ is for you. And here's the thing, like I'm bringing it back to what I said earlier. A lot of times, how will I able be able to do this? How will I get through this? How will I not struggle with this? We got to take our eyes off of self and our own limited human strength and perception and understanding of things and know that God is a God of deliverance. He's a God of grace. He's a God of mercy. He's a God of forgiveness and that he is able to do it and do it in ways that exceeding, exceedingly abundantly above what all we could ask or think the best thing, the only reason why I'm alive today, the only reason why I am not somewhere six feet under is because of Christ. That is the only reason. That is the only reason because he's the only one that can do anything about it. Yes, we have to, of course, watch what we watch and not still be up in the gay clubs and stuff like that. You know, we put that work behind our faith, of course. Just come to Jesus as you are 
let him, you know, you said when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you know, the, his Holy Spirit comes to and dwells you and you are a new creature indeed, right? Your old man passes, passes away, you know, so God is not keeping tally on you like that. Well, you didn't these many sins, so I'm not going, you know, salvation, not for you. No, Jesus died on the cross for all of us. He died on the cross for all of us, mm. for you too, for whoever's watching out there, for whoever's mm. listening to the replay. He died mm. for all of us. My God. So I would just say, come, come, come as, as you, you are. are. Come on. That's so good. Um, I didn't see my cousin. Girl, you're going to make me cry, okay? Now, now mm. listen. Whew. Um, it's so powerful. It's so powerful what you said. And I must add to that. Um, our righteousness, the Bible says in Isaiah 64 and 6, are like filthy rags. We all fade as a leaf and our, and our iniquities like the wind. Yeah. You know, so, and, and it have taken us all away and astray from God, you know, so yeah. it ain't, you can't try to make yourself perfect. It's impossible. Come on. You have Come to on. go to God to help you strive for perfection, but there is no perfect yep. man. The Bible says that none is righteous. No, not one in Come Romans on. 3, 10. There is not one on. righteous, but we are only righteous through Christ. You cannot do it on your own. And still our righteousness is like filthy rags. You know what I'm saying? So we have to die daily. We like sheep given to the slaughter. We got to die all every day. I have to, Lord Jesus, help me help this mind. <laughs> help my thoughts. Especially don't let somebody make Come me on. mad. Okay. Because so a man think it. Listen. So a man think it. Listen. I would literally be thinking like, I just want to punch them in the eye. But what is that? That's anger. That's bitterness. That's wrath. You know what I'm saying? So I have Come to be on. careful. So daily I must die. This flesh, Damn. this little raggedy, ugly flesh must die. <laughs> okay. And so I, 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 I'm ugly without Jesus. Come on. Come on. Pick up your cross. Okay. Jesus had Come to. Come on. He picked up his cross. He walked with it. He walked far miles and miles and miles just to die for you and I. And, and you don't have to do it alone. I think that's what sometimes can hold people up too is because you, in the natural, you feel alone. And the natural, you're not seeing. And the natural, it's just like you, how, you, you feel separated. You feel like you're just in this struggle alone. But Jesus, he's right there above you, beside you, behind you. You know, he's working and loving on you. When he's, The Bible says he sings over us, right? And his face shines upon us. You don't do this alone. And every step of the way, Jesus is right there. Every step of the way, you will not go through anything that you cannot bear without Christ by your side. First Corinthians 10, 13, it says, but God is faithful. That's that, but God moment where you should have lost your mind, where you talk about did it. this, where you should you be somewhere, but God, you but know, God. Where, like you said, so, someone said something, something is a wrong particular type of way. Oh, but the Holy Spirit. Help me, Jesus. Come uh, on, Holy Spirit. Come, come through. Process of come sanctification, through. okay? <laughs> come all the way through Jesus. All Jesus. the way, okay? Because that girl down there, that need to stay dead, okay? You got to die, sis. Die, sis. <laughs> and so I have a caller ending in 5584. Um, they're on the line. So let me go ahead and let them in. 
caller ending in five five eight four. Tell us your name and where you calling from. I'm sorry. Say that one more time. It seems like it's a little low. I said my name is Eva Johnson, and I am calling from St. Uh, Louis. Oh, hi, Pastor Johnson. Eva. Pastor Eva, okay. That's right. <laughs> hi, thank you for joining us. Pat, she is so amazing. This, this is, she, okay, if, if she was my, to see I'm my... Stream, yes. Streaming setup and everything like that. In. Yes, we are okay. talking. Um, she said it's the uh, first time she called in. Yes, we hear you, Pastor, okay. Pastor Johnson. Okay, I'm just so glad to hear this conversation mm, because amen. one of the things we, we, you know, we have to dive in, like you said, but you also have to know that the pastors, the ministry, the mm. leaders need to do the same thing and they need prayer and they need support and i also mm -hmm. understand that there are churches congregations whatever where there is a toxicity there mm -hmm. that when someone yeah. comes in and they are seeking help and they are seeking redemption they just truly earnestly sincerely are seeking an answer they don't get it so i'm acknowledging that i'm not saying that doesn't happen Yes, ma'am. But then there mm. are pastors that are that that are facing a challenge mm. because not only do they have those that are coming in seeking help, they also have wolves coming in Ooh. wanting to change the dynamic mm. of the church. Uh oh. Mm. Because you know you have you have those that come in and say, Oh, well, you can't judge, you can't do this and they will speak up in the midst of the congregation and they'll try to plant seeds that you know, I'm not supposed to be judged or this is not supposed to be spoken on. Come on. If, you may, if you even reach out to help someone in a situation, that's wrong because you've already, you, you pronounced the judgment or you're dealing with the situation that you judge needs to be helped. Mm, Therefore, right. it's a, you're not exactly. supposed to do that. Mm. I see so much church bashing going on wow. that sometimes the pastors get so wound up in it. Should I or should I not? And I know that as people sitting, you know, observing, saying, "Oh, well, they should do this and they should do that." Yeah. But that's when I go back to they should they should die daily because it's something that they too have to work out every day. How yes. do I deal with the sheep? Ooh, how do how I deal, deal with the sheep? With the wolves. Wow. Yeah. How do I deal with the wolves? How do I do this thing? Wow. And we are not perfect. We are not, we don't have the answers At to all. everything. And mistakes will be made. Now, I'm not talking about that toxic situation because sometimes, mm. you know, uh, atmosphere can become so toxic that it, it's not, a, it just is bad. Mm. <laughs> but you have churches where they are seeking to do the right thing. They are seeking Christ and to minister and to, and to, um, provide assistance to the sheep. They yeah. are true shepherds. They have a shepherd spirit. Yeah. And they, they, there's challenges that they actually encounter. Mm. And you have, like I said, wolves that come in. Come on. Want to, you know, drop a, you know, I'm going to say drop a spirit. And it, try, it tries to change <laughs> things come in on. the church. I've called it an era of conflict. Come a on. contradiction. Come on. Era of contradiction. Era of contradiction. You're judging or you're 
are you helping? Which one is judging you judging or helping? Judging or you're helping? So Come we on. need to pray for the pastors. We need to pray for the leaders. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. With COVID nineteen and everything else, people still need Jesus. Come on, we Come still on. need Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Pastor Johnson. Yes. Come on. Because so, I know absolutely. I'm ugly without Jesus. Come on, Pastor Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Ain't we all? So yeah. this is actually the first time that I have called in to anybody's program. Uh, and, and I even became aware of the ch- of this program through Shalee. Hey. So yeah. um, because she, she shared it and it popped up on my page and popped up in my notification. Yes, ma'am. So, Amen. You know, I, So much. And thank you for I, being our new well, friend of the show. All right, all right. I will be tuning back. And matter of fact, I like <laughs> you this season. I like the I like the Facebook page this season. Aww. So yeah, you will, I'll be I'll be tuning in. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so in. much. But uh, all right. So thank you for taking my call, and I'm going to release it back to whoever else may want to call in and talk. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank God you, bless you. Eva. <laughs> All right. God you know, you she she spoke on something so a, a good perspective. Um, as as far as you know, there probably may have been experiences where maybe 
you know, a pastor or a church ministry has tried to yeah. do something the what they thought was the right way just to still get shut down or slammed down. Because nowadays in today's society, if you even murmur anything against the gay community, oh it's gosh. a complete cancel culture. It's a complete cancel shutdown. And culture. One thing, Come on. She's, she talked about wolves and sheep clothing where people say, well, you're not supposed to judge. I said, well, no. According to God's word, we are called to judge Come on, righteously. righteously, not by the you outer appearance, but man. judge righteously. So, right now, now we're not to you know, like you said, don't you over here, you know, getting on this person for cheating on their husband, but you're doing the same thing with the, you got, <laughs> got the own log in your eye. You're not taking care of y'all. Like there's a how you do it, it does matter. But you know, when people say don't judge, you pass judgment every day. If someone is beating their wife, if someone is assaulting a child, if someone is doing something, you're not going to say, keep doing that. I can't Come judge on. you. You're going to call that out. Come on. You know what I'm saying? And of course you should do it in, in truth and in love, you know, but you, you are, again, I care about yeah. your soul because what did Paul say? I believe it was Paul who said this life is but a vapor, mm, you know, yes. it's here Come today, on. gone, gone today. Tomorrow. Come on. Well, yeah, today. You Actually, know, and, the next look, I mean, I, I, you right. I, I say, I say, is we can be here today, gone today. In thirty seconds, someone is going to transition. We do not know. We don't know. You know, and then, and then also, we have to. I, I also pray and ask God to help me, God, to be bold and courageous for you, yes. Lord God, to not shrink, to not be quiet yes, with my. And yes, I'm sorry yes. if you got another caller. I'm, let me know, sis. Yeah, but I got not to. Caller. Um, but go go ahead. Not to be. Caller will get timid. back right with you in a second. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I want to hear but what you know, saying, but to, girl. To be bold and courageous for Christ, Lord. I always, I was like, Lord, give me a spiritual thick skin so that <laughs> when people try to, when people try to, because I know anytime I share my testimony and I know because the enemy's going to be mad. People, people come on. You was never got one, 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 um, a red a comment on, on, on the ex-homosexual status. She's just sharing his testimony and uh lady Kim, her status said, God, Jesus can't change. He, Jesus, she said, Jesus doesn't have the power to change you because Jesus made you who you are. Mm, now this bad. is someone out the gay community. And so my, and I, and now this is years ago. I'm not really a, I don't go into keyboard warrior mode anymore. Like, unless there's something that God tells me to speak to or to answer to, but if it's just, you know, foolishness and people talking out the side of their neck, they're not going to be open. Yeah. Then it is what it is. Unless, it is unless is. of course God tells me to speak but i responded to her and i said that that's not simply not true i said now here is this person she no longer is gay she no longer she wants she wants to to be with a, a man and love man and that is her belief i said i thought according to what you all are fighting for love who you love believe what you believe and that's supposed See? to be respected Come and not stumped on but here you are spewing hatred, and it was spewing only, of course, hatred. it's not, it's the, 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 we don't, you know, struggle against fight, you know, flesh and blood, you know, yeah, the, the enemy will use whoever he can use yeah. to get under your, right, and of evil in the high and heavenly places. And That's it's just right. like, you know, according to what you just did, this is everything that y'all fighting for. Everything and you just shut for. down everything that mm. you stand for to come on her status and to berate and belittle her. And tell her what she, who she cannot love, and what she cannot believe. That's Is this it. not what you guys are fighting That's for? It. Come on. Come on. It's a contradiction. It so, really is. It's double standards. It, it is. really is. It is. It is. So, caller um, ending in four, 2592. Go ahead and tell us your name and where you calling from, caller. 
Hi, my name is Juanita. I'm calling from Houston. Um, I want to say, mm -hmm. uh, bless you, woman of God, for being so transparent and open on tonight. Mm -hmm. um, yes. I do have a question. My question is, since you have um, been saved and, and came over to Christ, did you ever have the opportunity where you are able to go back to the LBG community and mm -hmm. minister and bring some people over to you know, to Christ, you have a, have an opportunity to go witness and speak and proclaim the name of Jesus Christ to those individuals. Mm, that's a good question. Amen. Amen. No, no. All glory to God. Over these past few years, as, as I was just saying, just asking God to help me to be bold and courageous because I know um the more I tell my testimony and you know, my story, God's glory, right? Um, mm. that those who don't agree, first of all, you know, the enemy gonna use who you want to use to do what he wants to do to cause divide and 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 confusion. Um, but and then on top of that, those who don't agree with it are, you know, are very vocal as well. They're as passionate as I am about Christ. They are as passionate as they are about their lifestyle and who they love and that they're not changing. This is just who I am. Accept it. You know, so I've been praying and every, you know, from people that are right directly that I know from a friend who's still bisexual, from a cousin who's still in the lifestyle to even having conversations with mm. people and just speaking freely from people that I do know that I don't know and in love. And I always like God, Lord, please God, 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 guide and guard, but guide my words, my thoughts and my deeds so that people will be, will be receptive of it. I'm sorry. She's, I'm sorry. Um, she's answering your question. Um, I think it may be a little bit of a delay. Yeah, uh, it may be a little bit of delay, um, <laughs> but she is answering. Go No, and go and I'll finish it. You know, and by the way, this is platform. my cousin, one of my favorite cousins. By the way, hey, she cousin. is a Come super on, cousin. friend. She's a super <laughs> friend. But go ahead and uh, ask. No. This. No, but basically, what I'm saying is that any platform that that God allows me to have is a platform that I use to first of all bring Him glory, advance His kingdom word and agenda, point yeah. people to Christ, and to share my testimony. Whether it's Facebook, whether it's, it's whether it's Clubhouse, do you hear me? Okay, uh, Clubhouse whether, in the building. Whatever it is, you know, those are the platforms, especially right now, especially during COVID, that we I'm still using because, like, um, was it Pastor Johnson that said it, or even that you said it, sis? You know, even though that there's COVID, all this stuff going on, people still need to hear God, you know, hear oh, God's yeah. word and need to hear need about to hear Jesus it. and having that relationship with the Lord yes. and going going deeper and being rooted in Christ. And what does it mean? What does that look like? So all these platforms I use to the to the glory of God and how He wants me to share that testimony and to reach out to people, as well as when I, you know, when but prior to COVID, um, when I do have come across people and we have those conversations and they can get passionate. Yeah. I've never had someone, you know, get like really, really, really not yeah, in, in person. Can people passionate. can get, they can get nasty and over, you know, behind a computer screen and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But in person, I've had people tell me, you'll never be happy with men. You're just, um, you're just suppressing those feelings. Wow. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, I'm like, no, God has delivered me. No, I am going to have a come husband. On. And they'll say, you know, well, God loves me. Yes, he does love you. And God loves you too. Yes, he loves, God loves you. That's never going to change. But wow. one thing I also have to tell people, um, cause on the flip side, people used to tell me just be who you are, be gay. God still loves you. And I'm like, mm. I said, but God loves everybody in hell too. 
So that that's 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 not going that's not going to work. So that's good. God God mm. sets those foundations and those opportunities and the platforms to have in person uh, ministry and you know and, and and share another testimony as well as virtually whether it's through you know social media or settings like this with the spoken yeah. truth. So yeah, listen, that was such a blessing. Um, I am like overly joyed by what God is doing through Amen. you. Um, this, this right here, this platform, this is for the truth. That's why we call it the spoken truth. We ain't trying come to be on. fake. We're not trying to be phony. We're not trying to come up with topics <laughs> that people love the most. We want to come up with topics that make people uncomfortable. And this is that topic. This is that topic. <laughs> They're uncomfortable. Like, oh, clutch my pearls. They're about to talk about that. Yes, we are. <laughs> you know, because in the Bible, they talked about it. Look at Sodom and Gomorrah. Look at Tamar. Look at Lot. Look at his daughters. I mean, listen, they talk about stuff that'll make you want to clutch your pearls. I call it the real housewives of Israel. Okay? You don't have to go to reality TV. All you got to do is open up your Bible. That's entertainment. <laughs> That's entertainment. Oh, the, 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 the real prophets of the, of the, of the Old Testament. Old Testament. I tell people, I always say, you don't have to. I, and I, it's so funny you say that because I, I joke with my friends and I say the same thing. I say, Come on. read the word of God. Read the word of God and see what was going And, and it blows so my mind every time it. I read it. I'll be like, they, 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 what? They, they what? was in a cave. What? What? Like, what? Did he just like, mess with the sister? What? Did that just happen? And now the son is gonna kill the other son because because he didn't rape. I'm like, oh my goodness, goodness. that's Real Housewives of Israel. Okay, (laughs) that's a show all within itself in the Bible. We have another caller, um, and I'm gonna let that caller in. Okay, all right. Caller ending in eight zero three two. Tell us your name and where you calling from. Hey ladies, my name is Batavia Orte and I am calling from Houston, Texas. Houston in the house. And what is your question, Batavia? Let me just remind you, she will be the host of Millennial Speak that will be coming, airing March the 12th. So you guys got to watch it. Um, And that's another uh, Spoken Truth segment. Whoop, whoop. So I know you have a lot on your heart and your mind to ask. So you can go ahead and ask. Yeah, I actually do got a lot to ask, but I I have saved that for another day. <laughs> Save so that for your show, okay? Will be how <laughs> how has I guess um, a sense of dating been like for you since you have uh, been delivered and transitioned? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> That is a good question. Uh, you know, God is good. I am in my season of singleness right now for, for been for a moment. I've, and here's the thing. I've never, as an adult woman, I've never really never been in a really real relationship and I've never uh, been in a mature or appropriate relationship uh, with the man in my adult life. And it's been a lot of, again, going deeper in Christ. Cause I said, Lord, I don't, one of my things when I was first, you know, coming out and I said, God, I don't, how am I going to do this? Lord, I don't find men attractive. I, I'm not the super most feminine woman. 
And when it even just came to having to be married to a man and, you know, of course, you know, with marriage, there comes other things physically mm-hmm. that you have to do. And I'm like, Lord, yeah. I, that don't even pique my interest. I have no desire. What am I supposed to do? And that was again back in 20, 2013, 2014. And so little by little, again, God, when I, we, we talk about transfiguration, like he, he, God did that. That's going to be another t-shirt. He did that God did because that. he began to, <laughs> he began to, to, to change my desires and change. I always say, God, check my heart, check my faith and check my perspective. And he did that. You know, if God made male and female, if he created us and did us in our wounds, of course, can he not do that as well? So, you know, another issue I struggled with is just the submission part of things. And that was because I had the wrong context of the word submission and to submit, uh, you know, wives submit to your husband and things of that nature. Um, because I grew up in a single parent home. I'm not, I don't want this to be a long answer, but I grew up in a single parent home. My mom and dad got divorced when I was like two or three. So it was all the, I was always got my mom and my brother and me. Um, I, I, my mother worked two and three jobs. I got one of those stories and I didn't, she didn't have a whole bunch of men coming in and out the house. She didn't play that, you know? So I I saw a strong black woman. She did what Mm. she had to do. She made sure that, you know, of course, God, you know, God is our father. He, we only have what we have because of the Lord. And she worked and she did what she had to do Mm. on the flips. And then I had my older brother who was like a father figure, but he was my older brother. So that was that weird context of, you know, you better mind your brother. And then she had to tell him, you know, you're in charge of Shalise, but you're not her father. So don't talk to her like this. So it was Mm. this weird dynamic yeah. of a single parent home where the where the the oldest child is the son mm. but here's the thing so i i never i don't know i never knew what it was like to chase a man or have to wait on a man or be dependent upon a man that's not my thing so i was like lord how do i make sure that my you know i'm 34 going on 35 you know i got stuff to do if i gotta mm. open up a jar i'm gonna open up a jar if i gotta do some stuff and yeah. get things done it's getting done i don't i don't know what it is to really be dependent and wait on a man. I've never had that experience. And I said, God, I understand that I have an issue with submission and submitting and just being the role of a helpmate. And and I want to be, you know, someone's wife and I want to be able to be the wife that, you know, the Lord needs me to be for my husband. And so that I began to take that to God because I said, I don't want my husband to not feel needed. Mm -hmm. I don't want my husband to not feel cherished as much as we hear Come that on. that women want to be catered to, you know, and, right. and that women want to be cherished. Men do of, too. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like men, men want to know that they are loved. Men want to know that they yes. are needed, that they are Come supported, on. that they are cherished. Come and I said, right now, my 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 first look at it was like, if I come to the table and he sits down, and I sit down, and he gets up and leave, I'm good because I'm still going to eat at this table. But God had to really check my heart, mm-hmm. and it was the first thing, you know, I had to trust Him to know that. He know he God already knows who my husband is. He ain't revealed it to me, you know, Lord. Okay, come on. <laughs> come on. He hasn't God, revealed you it to me. But it's it's a I'm in a beautiful season though, because I know God knows who my husband is. I know God knows when and where the time is come for on. us to meet into court and to move forward. That when it comes to any situations in our marriage, God has already got those things figured out. So God come was on. like, Hey, trust me, put your faith in me. Put your confidence in me yes. and know that I'm not going to leave you out here to just, you know, yeah. flow in the wind. You know, now you may have to learn some stuff because y'all got your own free will and y'all do what you want to do. And yes. I got to get on my kids. But he yes. he 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 has it. So I guess it's to say all that to your question mm-hmm. is that I've had to really get in a place to 
trust God in my singleness. Trust like God. right now, this is this is me and God. This is my opportunity to go deeper in Christ. This is my opportunity. What, is the, what does the Bible say? Is it, is it in Corinthians where Paul is talking about, you know, a married woman, she has to tend to her husband yes, and her household sure. yes, and all these Listen. different things, you know, hmm. but me, I'm single. So I can just do what it is that God needs me to do. And the things that he's uprooting and exposing yes. in me before I step into any relationship with anybody, you yeah. know, we, we want a husband, but if God was like, here, your husband, I'd be like, oh, wait, Lord, give me two, three years. I know I still got some things in <laughs> oh, my no, heart. just one second, I now, got, Lord. <laughs> right, I got to work on, and I'm trying to up yeah. my credit a little bit, Lord, you know, and drop a few pounds <laughs> and stuff like that. But I love it. I love it, it's been a It's been a growth process. It's mm -hmm. been a trust in the Lord process and knowing that at first it was a little rocky because I said, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but now I can't wait. I, and it's not, I'm not making marriage or the yearning of a husband and idol. So I want to be clear with that. He's checked my perspective to where I was like, um, if I got to be a single missionary for the rest of my life, I guess that's what we're going to do. Cause I don't want to be with women and I don't have a, a desire to be with a man. But now it's like, I can't, I, I can't wait to love okay. him. And I've even seen, I've seen my husband and my son in my dreams. Like I can't Girl, wait to be on. the wife that he, that he desires and that he Ooh. needs. You know, I'm like, yeah, Here's a warm towel, you know, in the wintertime. You take <laughs> care of, Come you know on. what I'm saying? Come on. And things like that. So I haven't dated. No one's approached me um, or anything like that. But And sometimes that's hard. Um, but yeah. it's like I'm always reminded that God, what what yes. we can feel that is hard is is what people say is God's protection. Yeah. It's yeah. not time. Yeah. And yeah. I'm being patient. So, yes, amen, yes. sister. Lord, just get, yes. I'm getting ready. Come on, getting ready. Ready for overflow. So we have one more caller. We're going to let the caller okay. in. Okay. Um, this is so, so, so good. Okay. Um, caller number ending in 6360. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. Hey, Shante, everybody. My name is Shantavia. I'm from Pennsylvania. Well, I'm originally from New York, but I live in Pennsylvania. How y'all doing today? Hey. Woo, woo. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania um, in the I, building. I was just <laughs> yeah, I was calling because I was just like, you know, Shalice showed it, um, she shared it on her Instagram page, and I just want to, again, just thank you, Spoken Truth, for just hosting Shalice for being just so open and transparent. Yes. I was really, like, Amen. really blessed by this conversation mm. because, you know, we do, like, for myself, I do have family members that um do, um are in the homosexuality lifestyle, and then... Me and my sister, like, they called us, like, sold-out soldiers for Christ. Come I on. Was, like, love in the name of <laughs> They're Christ. amazing. We always I love them. share about God's love. <laughs> and I really appreciate you just, like, um, this, this, like, this live today, and you just being so open because I see that my family, like, shuns us so because they don't know how to be around us or yeah. make them just so uncomfortable. And wow. so I really appreciate this because I know how, like, I just want to, like, I just, like, you just point painted the picture for me to see it from their perspective. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, so Amen. my question is, how do I continue to lift them up so they can be comfortable to come to us? Because mm -hmm. they're like, no, Shantavia, I, you know, I was born this way, like, and, you know, you don't get it because, you know, you're, you're, che you're with cheeses and you don't mm -hmm. get it now because you're with God. And I'm like, no, <laughs> wow. it's not like that. So my question is, yeah. how do I, like, what, like, I know I want to continue to pray for them, but, I, like, I just want to hear from, like, your perspective, because they shun themselves, they literally, like, stand, like, guard, they, they, like, 
it's like anytime they try to come near they 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 like get uncomfortable yes Yes. Thank you so much for that question. Shalise going to answer that right now. Go back to the live so you can hear no, thank you. her answer that. Thank, thank you. you so much for okay, calling. That's you. a very good question, <laughs> sis. Yes. Yes. First of all, thank you, sis. Love you much. Thank you for tuning in. Um, you know, one thing first I always say is continue to pray and ask God to open up an opportunity for a conversation or a talk to take place where their heart is open and receptive. And, you know, and of course both our hearts, cause all y'all, our hearts are, you know, innately evil and things like that. So where both our hearts can be open and receptive and receiving what needs to be said. Um, and just where God can just move freely in that conversation in that atmosphere first, God, because if, if they, you know, are trying to stay away or they're, you know, whatever, and they maybe feel a little convicted or whatever the case may be. Um, ask God to open up an opportunity for you all to have that talk where both parties are receptive, um, mm -hmm. for you to say it in a way that they can receive it. And for, you know, everything else is God do the rest, right? Uh -huh. and, he, and he takes he his spirit and, and moves in that situation. Um, and just continue to 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 have that prayer and then be open, be obedient to when when God tells you to speak, when he tells you to mm -hmm. go, and just know, even if they're not because from what I hear and just from seeing you all interact, you all have a great heart, big heart, yeah. you know? So even like I said, I said earlier in the live, you could say something the most beautiful, simplest way. Mm. But if that person is so eat the spirit of offense and Rise so deep up. in that, yeah. you know, in that sin, they still yeah. will just try to dismiss you. So continue being, you know, doing what you all are doing. Continue asking, seeking God to open up an opportunity for that conversation to happen and then continue to do it in love and let, and let God do the rest. Because that's one thing that I, can't say like my cousins and my family like i was saying earlier um while they didn't agree they never they never made me feel unloved, unloved. or you that's know true. not welcome and yeah. i understand that that's not a lot of people will just pet family will drop them a lot of people family you not you can't come to the cookout you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. you're an embarrassment we don't want to see you you know you a man you out here dressing like a woman mm -hmm. all these different things that can further shelter someone so you know of course how you say it how you deliver that word you know and don't think it's not falling on deaf ears because it's an ezekiel you know when god tells you to say something you don't say it and that person dies they would have died because of their iniquity but their blood is on your hand the so as long as it is hand. god god given god driven and god is releasing it and setting that atmosphere for that conversation to take place that's um good. i think that's the best way to be able to ask God to nurture and set up an opportunity for you all to have those conversations. And then, you know, just continue to ask God to, you know, break up whatever it is in their heart that's causing My them um, to want to not hear that. You know, that's the enemy too, working in that whole situation, knowing that you all have something beautiful to share. Cause that's your, whether you know them or not, family or not, you love them. I can hear it in your voice. That's your, that's your cousin. You love them. You just want to minister to them. You care about their soul, right? You don't want to see you. You want to know that, you know, that you've been able to to have an impact and effect in their life with your walk with Christ and things of that mm -hmm. nature. And so I love it. You know, just the the what's the word I'm looking for? The urgency, the dead, the, the care that you have behind wanting to be effective and impactful in their lives. Yeah. So that and I hope that helped. I would say pray, ask God to set up an opportunity for them to be able y'all to have that conversation and yeah. then continue to ask God to expose and uproot whatever the enemy is trying to do to 
cause them to not want to be around y'all, to not hear it. And then even as God, I sometimes ask God, expose me to me. Is there something that I'm doing? How can I Come say on. it better? You say you know, it, where they can receive it. And yeah. then again, God does the rest. He, he does, does the, the work. Rest. Yeah, he does the work. You know, the Bible says Apollo's planet. I water, well, no, I planted Apollo's water and God give the <laughs> yes. increase, you know. Come on. And so God will yeah. give the increase. We just keep sowing those seeds. Keep sowing yeah. them. And, and, and here's the one thing I, I want to add to that. I'm so sorry, sis. You, no, like no. I said, you never, your words are never, people will remember that you still love mm. them even when they were not receptive to you. Yes. A lot of times, a lot of times, you know, you may think someone's not hearing or they're just, they're pushing you away. And they don't even, even when it comes to whether it's kids, whether it's your siblings, whether it's whoever, they shun you and they push you away. But it may be a year later, maybe five years later, they'll say, mm -hmm. you know what? I heard everything that you said. Mm -hmm. I remember how you treated me, how you loved me, even still knowing even that I was still. not Woo. doing, you know, right according to God's yeah. word. And, and what Brandy said earlier too make you know b she said i made him we we became friends, became friends. and we just had conversations we just yeah. sat down and we talked and i'm sure that meant and then you know the young he passed away but i'm sure that stayed with him because it's a lot mm -hmm. of people in the gay community that i do speak to and they'll say i've never had a chance to talk with a christian like this wow because they're That's so used deep. to people just you know <laughs> Silver bullets and you know yeah. hell and brimfire like like and I mean, it is hell is real like, stop and if you don't them. do it you know yeah exactly you know but there's a there's a way I gotta uh hold on let me find this real quick sis is no, it First ahead. Peter is it and, First Peter somebody three fifteen let me see something real quick and, and why you're looking for that um it's so good and this is for uh Shatavia. Um, one of the things my cousin, she ended up giving her life to the Lord and she come from that walk. And I, you know, I did not know how to minister to her. So she always, and let me say, when I say how, not just Bible thumping and beating them in the head. <laughs> and when I, I just showed her love because the Bible says by your love, what they know that you are my disciple. And so when we yep. just pour in that love and build that, that trust, you know what I'm saying? Because one thing about it, that community, they're like this, like what you yes. say, what they, they live in offense. You know what I mean? Most. Okay. So the offense is, wait a minute, you're judging me, you know, and all of that. And really, um, we just have to know how to show them that love to one, get their heart and gain their trust mm -hmm. and then become friends. And then we able to minister the gospel because now it's a safe place. They let their guard down. And so when my cousin, she came to me and I was outdone and she said, cousin, you just always wanted what was best for me. And that Amen. touched me and that gripped me because I did want to know what's best. I just didn't know how to say it or how to show that love that was needed to pull her in. And she accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior in October. Hey. Come on. Come on and now. she wants hey, to walk glory free. To God. Yes. So not that she don't have struggles. And that's why she had these questions for you, Shalise. But however, she still, you know what I'm saying? She wants to be set free and she wants to know God and Christ. And she, I mean, she, she quoted scripture. She posted now. I'm like, okay, <laughs> come on, baby cousin. You come know what through. I'm saying? But we had to build that relationship where she yep. in return can trust me where she don't feel like I'm about to judge her or point the fingers. Yep. And that's, and that is, that's the, and that's, 
when I think about the people again who said they're they're so shocked to be able to have a conversation with someone who's a Christian that is not up here just trying to cut them up, you know, with, with the swords in their tongue or anything like that. Well, with the sword of life, amen. Yeah. But not <laughs> using our t- our yes. tongues to just uh to to belittle and and condescend to someone as if we do not sin. As if we ain't had was 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 got our own issues that we had to like we say die to daily, and it's only by the grace of God that we're even still here and alive to be able to do it. But First Peter's three fifteen, um, and this is the ESV. It just says, "But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, Ooh, always being prepared to make, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope mm. that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness." and respect another version says with meekness and with not fear and so it's just you know again gentleness respect and love conquers it all right and 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 how we say what we say it says be ready to give it to you like someone says that joy you got in your heart that hope you have how is it that you know you have that hope yet you just lost your house or job you lost your house all your kids and all this other stuff how is it that you still have this hope and this joy and the word says be ready to give a defense for the hope that you have but do it you with gentleness sis, and, and kindness meekness. and meekness yes. respect and love come on you know my husband just said that's the character of christ yes come on that's the character of christ and so i must say that this has been one of my <laughs> favorite shows one of my favorite my top five because this is one of those topics that most is scared of fear that, you know, what's going to turn, you know, what's going to make out of it or, you know, don't have an answer to. And so to have someone that been in that community that knows about it and had the same struggles that come on here and speak truth, this gives me life. And I know those out there. And so Amen. I just want to say thank you um, for being so transparent, so real. You had me in tears a few times. I was trying <laughs> and, and uh, my niece said definitely on my top five as well. Yes. Amen. Um, and, and you almost had me in tears. I had to hold on because you know, I would lose my eyelashes in a minute. Okay. I got to hold on to me. I got to hold I'm on. I'm like, sis, it's up. <laughs> okay. Like it's way up here. Like what? Like why is her eyelashes? I do. I will. I will cry so quick. I, you know, but um, you were so transparent. I felt God and I felt the love of God in you. And I'm going to tell you something. As many people out there Amen. Um, that's even in church community that don't know how to have this real conversations, they preaching and teaching and don't know how to have this conversation. But I can tell that you're free. You know what I mean? Um, you can tell that you're free. And I just want to say to you, you definitely need to get that book done. I just, I for real Amen. see God putting you on, even though this is probably something you don't care to want to have, but I can see him putting you on stages and talking the gospel, how you're talking it with no compromise, no fear of the devil, standing flat footed and not afraid of their faces. And a lot of people don't want to have this conversation because one, they may not be delivered. Two, they're afraid of what people are going to think and what people's going to say. And then three, the bash that you would get from both sides of the yard. You got the homosexual community, like, you know, will come at you like, no, I was born this way. You're a lie. Like you said, they told you, you, you know, girl, you'll be back. You will, you ain't living free. You know what I'm saying? You ain't living truth. And then you have the other side of the coin that afraid and clutching their pearls when you mention it. 
You know what I'm saying? And so I so appreciate you being transparent Amen. because I know as many of them out there that just want to be free and want to know yes, how God. you broke down the when, where, how, what, you know what I'm saying? You broke it down and it was so plain and so easy that I prayed that God not only do he put you on a platform where you'll be able to minister to those people, but he bless you in the interim because you're being transparent and you're being vulnerable Amen. to the topic. Cause some people just hold a guard and say a little bit, honey, you said it all. Okay. <laughs> it was good, you know? And so Thank I really you, appreciate what God is doing through you, sis. We got to have you back Amen. because I missed a couple of calls. I'm sorry. Caller five, five, eight, four. I'm sorry. I missed a few calls. I'm so sorry, guys. We're going to have her back, okay, and do a Q, a straight QA. And listen. Let's go. You guys, do, me a, do us a favor, okay? Go <laughs> ahead and follow her. Please tell them where they can follow you. I have it here, but I may not have all the information because you have so many. <laughs> so tell them where they can yes. follow you. Well, thank you, sis, for um, having me on. This has just been a blessing. At first, I just thank God for the opportunity. I, there was yeah. no, there was no coincidence, or there was no um, humbug that we happened to be in the same room, or you came into that room, and us to cross paths um, yes. like this. God is intentional in what He does or allows to happen. So I, I, I trust Him. I love Him, and I thank you for being obedient yeah. and having this platform. Uh, yes, you can follow me on Facebook, uh, Instagram clubhouse tiktok <laughs> all of these different places shalice johnson um i do have a, a ministry called spoken moments uh but now we are we have a uh non-profit side of that that is going by kingdom monastery media so we're in the process of rebranding and transitioning mm -hmm. our website so spokenmoments.com if you go there now you yeah. probably get that 404 not an atl area code but it's down <laughs> so this is just <laughs> just give it a moment um mm -hmm. but that email is still good we have uh, Christian based uh, poetry and hip hop and, and ministries and different things that we do. We do live virtual, we do virtual events as well and ministry uh, with worship and just so many different things that we do in the body of Christ. So if, 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 if that is something that interests you, if you would love to have an encounter with Jesus through hip hop, through coding, through whatever it is, the gift that God is giving you, yeah. this is the platform that we have to help develop and share and, uh, you know, connect like that and also go into our community like the bible tells us go forth out into the world two by two and spread the good news so um you can reach me at that email um yes. also you can just reach me at shalice johnson at gmail.com um i got so much sis you know i do a lot come come come, come jesus. through jesus y'all go get <laughs> that shirt my husband and i already said it before the show he said yeah i like that shirt so we're going to get yeah, a shirt look. what's that we got come through Jesus. Come on with the hoodie. Y'all. Hey, we got we got hoodies, we got t-shirts, and we got some new designs coming up. That's freshhopeapparel.com. I'll have to get with Brandy and give y'all yes. a special code only that you can get on this show. So we'll only this come show. back and maybe you hear that? Talk, only this talk show. some things, you know. Okay, yes, only this show. Okay, now <laughs> but for real, we but most importantly, I just want to connect with y'all. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I just want to connect and just do I always tell people just however God sees fit that he can use me uh, for his glory, for his agenda and his yeah. word to go forth out. And I do. I didn't like, I used to be, I used to be scared to say, yes, Lord, I give you a yes, but, but no, it's a yes, but no condition on unadulterated. Yes. Fully surrendered yes. and submitted. So. Yes. Well, listen, I just want to <laughs> say this to those out there. Um, one scripture that comes to mind and that's Psalms 139, 13 and 14. 
For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knoweth well. Okay. And so I don't care where you at, what point a place in your life. God know all things and he made you for his glory, not for the devil. He made you for (laughs) his glory and his purpose and you're beautiful and you worth it. And he built you for this. Yes, your past is your past, but your past don't determine your future. And so God want to tell you how much he loves you. The Bible says that for he was made for he made for he who knew no sin. Okay, Christ didn't know no sin, but he made him to die for us so that we can become the righteousness of God only through him. The Bible says for by one man's disobedience, many had sinned. Okay, but by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. And so all you have to do is know Christ accept him that's all okay don't try to fix yourself okay i don't care how you try to look on the outward your inward is already (laughs) jacked up it's tore from the flow up but when you receive him okay (laughs) you be made whole okay and you become the righteousness of god and so receive him and love him i don't care what you was okay he don't even care what you was okay he don't care you whatever you was then it don't matter what he's gonna make you now because like she said Mm. you know you become a new creature all old things is passed away. Behold, he make you yes. new, brand new, okay? Because he had to make me brand new because I was off the chain. I was a mess, okay? I was towed up from the floor, but he made me new in him. And so her testimony is so powerful. And if you that touched you, I have her email. You see it. Go ahead and hit her up. Um, you can inbox me, inbox us, follow her. You know, we want to connect with you. We, you. we don't want you to be out there by yourself, especially if you're struggling. Okay. But God is so good that he died for us. He died for you in our ratchet state, in our jacked up state. He said, I'm going to have to die for them because I know they off the chain. They ain't going to listen anyway. Listen, I <laughs> Look got at my to be... cheering down Look there. At Look they at my cheering. Mess, okay. <laughs> uh, so he had to do that for me and you, sis and bro. Okay. Yes. So just come, come into the kingdom. Come on. Just come on. Come on. All right. Come, come on. on. Be an heir. Come on. Be an heir. <laughs> Okay. And so this was so powerful. Shalise, you can go ahead and pray us out. And then we just going to end from there. I ain't coming back and saying nothing. That was it. Well, Father God, we thank you, Lord God, first of all, for who you are, Lord. We thank you for your heart, Lord God. We thank you for your grace and your mercy and your unconditional love, Father God, that you bestow on us day in and day out, Lord God. The free gift of grace that not by who we're related to or not by works can we do anything to to deserve it, Lord God. But because you so love us unconditionally and you gave your son on the cross, Lord God. So we love you. We thank you, Father God. We worship you. We give you glory and honor and praise lord god and right now lord god of course we come confessing and just laying it all at your feet confessing of our sins repenting of our sins and asking for forgiveness of all of our sins lord god and help us as we say repent that's to turn away from sin lord god so if there is anything that is trying to keep us bound lord god all of us that is and 
that is hearing, that is seeing right now. Expose it and uproot it, Lord God. Help us to go deeper in you, Lord God. Help us to yearn and have a desire for you. Your word says that you'll give us desire of of our heart, but if we seek you first and your kingdom, so help us to seek you, Lord God. Help us to have that intimate desire to want to know and, and know you more, Lord God, and just anything that would try to rise up against us, Lord God, anything that the enemy would try to set forth before us, Lord God, we ask that you will dismantle it in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God. We ask that you will keep us covered and protected, Lord God, and help us to be everything that you've created us to be for your glory, Lord God. It is not about us. It's about you, Lord God. It is not about what we do, but it's about what you already have done on the cross, Lord God. So we thank you, Father God. We know that if anybody is hearing this, that you do love them, Father God, that you died, Lord Jesus, on the cross for them, Father God. So help to bring them uh, an opportunity, Lord God, to to open their hearts and just receive what you've already done. We already have victory in you, Lord God. You've already done it on the cross, Lord God. So help them to receive it, Lord God. Help us all to remember and receive it day in and day out, Lord God, when we don't know how we'll get through, when we are down and we are getting to the deep pits of despair and depression. But in Psalms 40, you say that you reached out, you inclined unto us and you heard, you hear our cries and you you pull us out the mess and the muck and the murray clay. You set us on the firm rock. So we worship you, Lord God. We give you glory and honor and praise. Satan, we rebuke you to the name of Jesus. We rebuke you to the pits of hell. You have no claim over this talk show. You have no claim over our mind. You have no claim over our future. You have no claim over our bloodline. You have no claim. We just dismantle and we dismantle everything that you would try to do in the mighty name of Jesus. You have no power, no authority in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, we worship you. Lord God, we pray for discernment and wisdom, Lord God. We pray that you will guide our every word, thought, deed, and actions, Lord God, that it will be glorifying to you, pleasing to you, done in excellence, decent and in order and advancing your kingdom, your word, your agenda, Father God. And pointing people to you, Lord God, that is what it's all about. Witnessing and winning souls for your kingdom and creating disciples, Lord God, with every platform that you give us. I ask that you will continue to guide and bless this platform, the spoken truth, this wonderful uh, couple, this married couple, Lord God, that's so powerful, Lord God. Continue to bless them and their bloodline, their children, Lord God, and continue to open up opportunities, Lord God, for your will to go forth, Lord God. The safest place in the whole wide world is in the will of God. Lord so we love you we worship you we give you glory and honor and praise and I thank you for the person who has been able to find their identity in you Lord God I thank you for the person tonight who got a renewed sense of hope and peace and joy in you Lord God I thank you for the person tonight who knows that it is not the end all be all it is not once this way all this way that there is hope for them it's hope for their loved ones it's hope for their cousins it's hope for their friends Lord God it's hope for the people that don't even know Lord God but it is hope because you are hope so we we worship you, yes. we love you, and we thank you. We In you, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Whoop, whoop. Listen, go follow my girl, Eshelise Johnson, on all platforms. Hit us up if you have any more questions. If you just need prayer, inbox us, send us emails. I have all of her information at the description. Thank Amen. you guys for joining the Spoken Truth. Listen, see you, see you next week. We have a Valentine's Day special, Cobbles with the Costellos date night. So we have a couple coming on. Listen, it's going to be on fire. We're going to
gonna talk about romance, okay? We're gonna talk about some things, all right? So go ahead and follow us on all platforms. Thank you for joining the Spoken Truth. See you next week, same time, same place. See ya. Love y'all. <laughs> Here we go. I gotta bring correction. Yes. I gotta bring the two Pray for boldness. Yes. The church is being shaken the right now. Is the church is blinded. The church has literally left God and don't even know yes. it. Rise up, God's people. 